What's up everyone and welcome to episode 120 of the Justin Insight podcast, a show where we usually talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. But for the last couple of shows we've been doing festival reviews because I've been all over the shop doing various festivals um, and regular listeners will know that uh, for the past two weeks I've been off air so to say uh, as I've been technically on holiday as well. So, But we're back into business um, and I do have to say, unfortunately, for those who are hoping to hear another voice, you are going to be hearing me babble on on my own again for, for this week. But rest assured, normal, regular schedule programming will resume next Tuesday. Um, but for now, I'm going to be talking about what I've been up to for the last week. Well, where I was for the last week, more more accurately. Um but I was at Fluff Fest, which is uh, held in Roxani in the Czech Republic. Um, for those who do not know, uh, this year was the 20th anniversary of the festival. Um, it's a DIY punk hardcore festival, which is just beautiful. Every year, the lineup is really cool. Um, they have a really sort of eclectic mix of sort of hardcore, punk, crust, grindcore, psych, screamo, just everything all in this one place. Um, they do really good things for sort of uh, the LGBTQ community and just representation in general in sort of the punk and hardcore world. Like, obviously, I say obviously, unfortunately, the majority is still cis white males, but Fluff is one of the festivals that do make a huge conscious effort on representation. Um, there was a number of female uh, musicians sorry women musicians I should say um not loads but a couple of uh people of color as well um I believe a couple of non-binary I'm trying to think if there was any trans but my mind escapes me right now and I do apologize for that um but yeah in in total is they do a really good job of that but yeah I was there for well, four days in, in Roxani, then one day in Prague. Um, the main festival itself was the Friday through Sunday, which is what I'm going to talk about for the majority of, of this episode. But I will touch briefly on um, the pre-show and the, and the after-show as well, just because I think the bands that played those are, are sort of mirth-mentioning? Mirth Worth-mentioning as well. Um but yeah, it's it's just always a really cool festival. This is my third year going. Excuse me, I'm just having a sip of water. Um, last year, obviously, I did the the punks of the pool episode, but I thought I've kind of felt this year, I didn't want to sort of be a burden on people and sort of because it's but it's people's holiday in a way, and it it was for me, and I didn't want to kind of take that away from anyone by putting a microphone in their face. And this year. I felt a lot more kind of, I don't know, directed with the music rather than last year, just kind of like hanging out with pals. So I wanted to do do this on my own. Um, and obviously on the, the last episode of the 2000 Trees one, I flew solo, flew, flew solo. Um, as you can tell, I'm still not getting that much better. That, uh, but I thought we'd give it a go. I'm going to start with a massive caveat. There's some bands that played Fluff, whose names I have no idea how to pronounce um, because they're in their native tongue. 
Um, so I'm not even going to attempt to. I might just sort of say a rough idea of what I think, but yeah, for the most part, I'm just going to try and avoid the ones with the difficult names. Not not to belittle that they were any good, but yeah, I'll put links in the descriptions if I can. But yeah, anyway, so got to Roxani on uh, the Thursday, which was the day of the pre-show. Um, didn't really see many bands, but I did see Nabooin, who are an awesome screamo band from America slash Sweden, I believe. Um, yeah, just really sort of like emotive screamo, and it was really cool because they were like they closed out the sort of like the pre-show, and just having them like hearing these raw screams coming through was was really cool and it kind of set the tone for what was to be the rest of the weekend um they also had a guest spot from good friend of um mine polly from uh katie came on and did a little guest spot for the band um but yeah so if you're unfamiliar with nubuin go check them out um but we'll get into the festival proper which started on the friday um so for people who are familiar with fluff that weren't able to go this year uh, the kind of format of it sort of changed a little bit so usually they have um a main stage which is kind of behind where the catering is facing one way and then they had a tent stage which was kind of like the te- second stage but this year they literally had the main stage and the second stage side by side running in more kind of traditional festival style like one band on one band off sort of thing um some people liked it I wasn't a massive fan, but I guess it kind of worked in the terms of you could literally just turn out, take two steps, and then you're sort of watching the next band. But we started the the, the festival officially uh, with Wake of Humanity. Now, my introduction to Wake of Humanity was actually at Fluff. Uh, my first year, they played the tent stage. Um, I wasn't massively into them. They like they kind of uh, sort of metallic hardcore sort of beatdowns uh sort of influenced sort of sound and that's not really what i kind of lean into when it comes to hardcore especially like traditional hardcore anyway um but in the lead up to this year's festival i kind of went back and and visited them and their sort of ethos and like they're they're a vegan straight edge band so obviously that i'm kind of drawn to but the music maybe not necessarily uh, as much kind of thing but yeah I kind of went back and, and revisited them um, and kind of listened a bit more deeply to, to what they were actually talking about and singing about and I was really pumped for them and they were really cool like it was nice to see them like being one of the first bands well the first band that I saw for the for the festival itself um, and have a good crowd I think that's the thing with Fluff like there's always going to be people sort of like checking them out and like checking bands out and stuff but yeah they were they were a really good opener um yeah as i say just sort of heavy metallic hardcore with good straight edge vegan values so if that's what you're into go check them out um now this first day was very much like the especially the beginning was very much like to and fro to and fro between the two stages so straight after wake of humanity we had uh swedish screamer band shirakuma now again uh i was a fat I've been a fan of Shurikuma for a while. I actually put them on back in my promoting days. Um, but they they also played the fl- first fluff that I went to th- uh, three years ago. 
And I was left a little bit kind of underwhelmed by their performance. They played the, well, they played the main stage this time as well, but they played the main stage previously. It kind of felt like they were a little bit drowned out. But this time, I think because they've just obviously released their their second record as well, they had a bit more momentum behind them. And, and this was the combination of uh, the European tour that they've been doing with State Vaults as well. Um and there just seemed to be a bit more oomph to them. There's still, I don't know, there's still something a little bit missing in my my opinion. But that overall, they were a much more sort of solid performance this time around. And the new material sounded really cool as well. So it was cool to see them back at Fluff. Um, then after Shirakuma, a bit of a sad one. We had Bayonet, the um, band from the UK, which I... So, I've been a huge Bayonet fan for for ages. Like when I first checked them out, couldn't sort of stop listening to the EPs. Almost worked with them when I did a, a label back in the day. Um, but things just didn't pan out. And then they kind of went radio silent for ages, and then maybe a month or two months ago, uh, they put out what I thought was new material but it ended up just being their discography and previously unreleased material uh, on a sort of full length format um, so I kind of got really excited thinking that they were kind of back and doing things again but no it was a, a farewell sort of journey so to say so bittersweet to see Bayonet but they were really cool uh their vocalist guitarist whose name completely escapes me now was sort of cracking jokes um throughout their set which was cool kind of keeps that sort of tongue-in-cheek british humor about about the band but they yeah they, they had a really good set um i was kind of expecting a little bit more sort of reaction and, and sing-along to some of their, their sort of more poppy quote-unquote poppy songs but it just didn't seem to to happen but I enjoyed Bayonet set, um, and it kind of came across that the the guys in the band did as well, which I guess is the most important thing. Um, so we moved swiftly on from Bayonet to not officially breaking up yet, but it was their last European show. Uh, it was Graf Orlock. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with Graf Orlock, they're kind of a mathy grindcore band that just use mute like film samples throughout their kind of music and it's it's just nuts and they were really really fun like yeah they were just they were just really like pummeling non-stop their vocalists was just going nuts crowd surfing um and i think in the most kind of fitting of ways that so one of the songs that they're kind of most recognized for and known for uh has the the Jurassic Park theme tune uh sort of sampled into it at the end now when they usually do it that that bit is usually like slowed down and chugged out on the guitars but they played that song last um and as that that sample was ringing out all uh, four members of the band were crowd surfing so there was no sort of chugs but it was kind of like they were crowd surfing out into into the sunset so it was a very fitting end for their European journey as well as, as long with what Bayonet had had so yeah and they, they were kind of a band that I'd missed 
like previous opportunities to see so i'm glad i got to see them before they did officially call it a day um so yeah graph all luck were rad then um i personally had a couple a little break but there were other obviously other bands playing like if you're going to be spending five days watching music you need obviously need to have a break and have some food and stuff um so after that was stuck back at the main stuck went back to the main stage um and watched uh state faults now state faults i can't i was talking to this with a friend of mine and i can't remember what they were called before they were changed to state faults but they were they're another band that i've been a fan of for for a very long time and they similarly to bayonet they kind of went a bit quiet after their debut full length um but then this year they they've kind of come back on the spur with a, with a second record and this European tour sort of to off the back of it sort of thing and it seems to have really picked up momentum for them again which I'm really glad to see. Um, again, just really good emotive screamo. Um, yeah, they were just just good solid band. There wasn't a whole lot to kind of say about their performance apart from it was really good. Um, and then it seemed to be that the the Friday was a, a day for farewells because we said adieu to uh, sport. Now again, I have a kind of a personal connection to sport. I uh, repressed their their iconic Colors record. I put out a pressing of their record Bon Voyage. Um, even helped put them on a show in Southampton back in the day as well. So it was really cool to to see them and kind of get the send-off that they sort of deserve. They did have one more show after Fluff, which I believe was in France. I, I could be completely wrong on that. But um, the one thing that did surprise me was, the, like, the amount of sort of stage divers. Like, I was expecting kind of crowd surfing, but it was almost kind of like your t stereotypical sort of hardcore show, the amount of sort of crowd surfers uh, and stage divers, sorry, that was going on, even to the point where... Uh, there was sort of inflatables and things that were kind of getting chucked around and was sort of knocking over some of the uh, like the mic stands of the band and stuff, which was a little bit kind of not detracted, but it, it was certainly something that like you were fully aware of watching when you're listening to this really nice twinkly French emo band. But apart from that, like they were really good. The the songs just sounded really great and it yeah it's just it's sad to say goodbye to a band that you have such a good connection with and such a sort of a, a positive experience with so sport will be sorely missed and it was really cool to to catch them now um before i carry on i do need to say sorry i'm just pretty opening the bag there we go thank you very much um so the way the fluff is set out, there's they have their headliners, but then there's still music after that. So I'm only going to be talking about like the quote-unquote official headliners uh, of each day. But there were other bands that did play that I did catch. So if there's ones that I, I feel like are worth mentioning, then I will explain that and make clarity. Um, but the headliner on the Thursday was Thou. Uh, now this is the second time I've seen them. Uh, last time I saw them, they supported... Uh, converge at the electric ballroom and again they were just still one of the most terrifying live bands like their music just sounds so evil it's 
beyond description but it's really strange like their vocalist has this sorry excuse me um really sort of haunting sound to his voice but then in between songs he'll just be cracking jokes and it's just like how is this even possible like that you have that sound and then you come across as the nicest funniest sincerest man um but they yeah they've like Val are just one of those bands that you just can't help but feel absolutely crushed by the sound of their music um and the thing that made it even cooler was the fact that so for people that know they did a, a covers ep um and then at roadburn this year they actually did a full misfits cover set so they actually closed the set with uh, a couple of covers which was really cool um so yeah that was that was the thursday um Thal putting people to rights in a way for for the headline set so yeah that was that was uh the sorry not thursday the friday um then we get on to the saturday now the saturday is kind of usually like the biggest day for fluff wear uh there's a lot more sort of packed in so we what did we have um what did i start off oh farm or fame farm i'm not sure how you pronounce it it's spelled f-a-i-m they are from denver colorado they are a fucking awesome fast core slash power violence bands um they were one of the bands i was most looking forward to over the whole weekend and they did not disappoint um yeah they're, they're just really in your face aggressive aggro and didn't take shit from anyone um they their beliefs and political sort of standings and views were very much sort of aligned with what obviously a lot of people at the festival were sort of talking about but one thing that so each year fluff um overlaps with this is hardcore in the states now this is hardcore is a festival that i've always wanted to go to and still to this day is one that i hope monday i might get to who knows we'll wait and see but uh cat the vocalist of the farm uh, made a speech that joe hardcore who is the person that sort of organizes it uh books the bands promotes the bands is very much not sort of an inclusive person um saying that he's friends no this i don't have the evidence to back this up but she claimed that he's uh friends with like racists people that are homophobes and things like this and then if you look at so these two festivals as i say they kind of mirror each other in that they usually always run the same weekends now if you look at the lineup from this is hardcore i think every single band's bar at two or three were male sort of members whereas if you look at fluff there was a lot as i've already mentioned there's a lot more representation so it was kind of really interesting to hear obviously on the other side of the atlantic that somebody is talking about their hardcore scene at our hardcore scene and saying how it's something that's meant to be so inclusive is still so different and it was such like you could hear the, the the passion in her voice when she was talking about it, but it's such a shame to hear that that sort of 
treatment and and things is going on in such a prevalent hardcore scene and festival over in the states but taking away what they they were talking about fun were really cool really energetic um perfect way to kind of start off the the saturday and i was right to be hyped for them because they were definitely one of my favorite bands of of the weekend um after that had a had quite a bit of a break actually to be honest um did i sorry i've got the lineup in front of me i'm just trying to think who i saw oh i did go and see um australia's power violence band over so at at fluff they have a a sort of like a grindcore power violence stage called all go no slow um there's a band over there called incriminate who i got to catch they were pretty cool um yeah that was i haven't got a whole lot to say about them because i only caught a couple of songs of theirs um but yeah had a bit of a break then returned for a little bit of astrid lingren but the unfortunate thing was on this saturday it did absolutely piss it down with rain um during the day and it did kind of cause a bit of delay uh it meant that uh so the rain actually flew in to where the the stages were so the stage actually got flooded a little bit and um yeah it meant that bands couldn't play so the next band that i was going to see was torso um and yeah everything just got a little bit delayed unfortunately but once the rain stopped or calmed down the crew at fluff did an absolutely amazing job of sort of sweeping off the water as quickly as possible they kind of got these big almost kind of like red carpet-esque sort of bits of carpet and put that out for the bands uh to use um and yeah they torso just absolutely annihilated that main stage like they've been a band that i've wanted to see for ages and i'm so glad like that i got to see them on this little european run that they've been doing and like not just because they're a straight edge band they just like absolutely kick ass with music they have really cool grooves really cool blast beats just yeah they're just a really cool band and i think hugely underrated in the hardcore scene unfortunately in my opinion i could be seeing things very wrong and through tinted glasses kind of thing um but to kind of put it in perspective on the on the sunday you could see there was a lot of people wearing torso shirts and they were clearly one of the bands that people were really excited for over the weekend and you can understand why um and then so yeah torso definitely in the top five of my bands of the weekend um then after that another band who were on my top five and one of the main reasons i wanted to go this year um was ceremony who headlined the saturday now i've just realized i prefaced talking about the saturday by saying there's a lot more bands to see but i didn't actually see that many bands on the saturday apparently but hey ho that's how it goes that's what it is but yeah ceremony closed out the the saturday on the main stage and boy what an absolute fucking set it was uh they opened with sick which instantly just got like bodies on the stage um it was a really good mix of sort of stuff off violence violence things off Roanoke park stuff off 
uh, L-shaped man. They played uh, track off the new record, which now completely escapes my mind. Um, but it was cool because, like, Ceremony are a band that I've seen quite a few times now, um, and my music taste has evolved as they have evolved. And I'm not saying like my music taste is exactly in line with where they are now, but I can fully appreciate what they're doing. And it's interesting to see. So when I first saw Ceremony, uh, Ross, their vocalist, was very much sort of running around, like screaming in people's faces, like pulling his T-shirt over his head with a microphone down his throat sort of thing. Whereas this, he was very much more kind of reserved and calculated in what his movements were doing. Obviously, like during the faster and heavier songs he was still going quite hard but nowhere near as much as he used to and I don't know if that's a reflection on the direction that the band have taken and they don't kind of want to be associated with that sort of world anymore I don't know but a friend of mine we were having the discussion of is it what is it for a band so when they played the stuff of L-shaped man obviously it's a lot slower there were still people stage diving but not as much but like as soon as like songs of violence violence kicked in there was just bodies everywhere and it's like from a band perspective what is that like to see all that kind of craziness for your older material when you're trying to be this progressive band that are trying to push boundaries and things do you care do you not i don't know it's it's a strange situation but Overall, the really, really cool set. Like I really enjoyed the ceremony set. I think the majority of people that I spoke to enjoyed the, the ceremony set as well. Um, obviously, with a new record coming out in a matter of weeks, it'll be interesting to see if they're over to the UK shores anytime soon doing any shows. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how their kind of live show progresses. Are they going to... Because I don't, like... They've... For me, they've never been a, a band that has been for the fans, if that makes sense. It, in terms of like how things went with Zoo and El Shape Man and now this new record, how the sound has evolved. Like They made the joke themselves on Twitter, like, have Ceremony announced a re- new record if there's no blast beats sort of thing. Like That's obviously a lot of people grew up with that ceremony and it obviously still has a very special place in people's hearts. But they're now trying to do this other thing so do they lean into that and maybe lose more fans than they've already sort of lost along the way or gain new fans who knows but i'm interested to see what's next for ceremony basically that's what i'm getting at but overall really really cool set and another good way to end on the on the saturday um then we get into sunday sorry i'm just gonna have a quick sip of water Yeah, get into the Sunday. Um, who was the first band I saw on Sunday? I think. Sorry, I'm just looking at the lineup. Yeah, so really big fan of this band. Their new record, I fucking love. Uh, I think I've spoken about them a few times on this podcast, and now this is my third or fourth time seeing them. Uh, French screamo band Chavire. 
they just they're just really good at what they do like that sound of sort of traditional French screamo they've nailed it down um, and yeah their new record is incredible so really happy to see them again like uh, I think I said it to a friend of mine as well like Shaviri can't like every time I've seen them they haven't played a bad set but you can't really say much about them because they're just good if that makes sense not that's not a bad thing in in my view but like you know you're going to watch a good Shaviri set you're not going to watch a bad one sort of thing if that that makes it a bit more clearer um but yeah really enjoyed their set then uh we had bystander who so for those who don't know uh, bystander is greg bennick from trials sort of other straight edge bands uh and various other members of sort of hardcore bands i believe their guitarist used to be in spirits um greg bennick is kind of a fixture of well he's been at all the fluffs that i've been to um but from my understanding of history he's quite a sort of prominent figure at fluff even though he's from the states um the previous two years he's done sort of main stage talks and for me personally they just it's not my bag like yeah what he talks about just seems to be sort of a little outdated um in terms of like people already having these conversations so we don't need someone else to kind of ram it down the throats i think but that being said bystander was really fun like good traditional two-stepping hardcore um and it was nice to see greg actually performing rather than just talking um it kind of gave a different perspective of what he's all about and you can see like obviously the passion of hardcore runs through him otherwise he wouldn't still be doing this and sort of touring the world um I think that's the one thing that was sort of lacking this year a little bit of there wasn't any just well there were a couple but not as many sort of just out and out hardcore bands as they usually were so it was nice to have bystander as that kind of staple and have a good reaction on on the Sunday so yeah bystander were really cool um then who did we have then sorry i'm just checking my list again oh so we had kowloon ward city who uh i don't they're kind of like a doom screamo band i guess but <coughs> excuse me um yeah i can't really describe them as much but they were really cool then we had probably the band of the day band of the festival actually in uniform now i kind of listened to uniform a little bit before i was familiar with what they were all about but i was not prepared for this set now their vocalist just looks like he's either high off something or just possessed he just and he's just got a voice that is just terrifying, similar to, to the guy from Val. Um, drummer is insane, guitarist is insane. They just, yeah, they were just so tight at what they were doing. And um, yeah, they were just so tight at what they do. And 
that I, yeah, I was just blown away by them to be totally honest um, they've obviously got a new record coming out with the body and you can kind of see where that fits and yeah I don't know there was just something about it I just couldn't take my eyes away from anything that was going on and every time I looked at the drummer I'm just doing little blast beats I just have the biggest smile on my face so yeah they like uniform were just absolutely incredible um, and then who did we have after that oh on Onye, I think it's pronounced uh, screamo from Italy I believe they're from um, yeah just they were really really cool as well like literally constant crowd surfing stage diving um, which for a screamo band is a little bit unheard of to be honest but it was really really fun and really cool to watch um, and then closing out the festival we had the body now again similar to, to uniform like I've seen the body before and I it was okay I just there's just something there that I don't know I just kind of always miss with the body it might be the the guy's vocals just put me off I don't know but it was really like it was cool in the sense that it just sort of engulfed the whole festival like everyone was just sort of fixated on this horrible noise that was coming from the main stage um, but yeah that like that's kind of all I've got to say I haven't I've kind of just mumbled on for half an hour I do apologize um, do you want to just quickly briefly check touched on the after show which happened uh, in Prague itself uh, Birds and Row were the band that sort of closed it out now a lot of people were sort of annoyed that Birds and Row didn't play the festival itself but apparently the reasoning was to kind of give other bands an opportunity because Birds and Row have played it several times which I totally understand um, and for me personally it worked better in uh, so the venue's called Underdogs because um, it's kind of like a small underground hall and it's just a, it's really that nice intimate feel and I think Birds and Row works so much better in that world um, and they just blew it out of the park again like every time I see them they just get better and better and now off the back of the last record they've kind of seemed to have pieced their live performance together really well so yeah that was that's kind of it that was Fluff Fest 2019 um, sorry I've rambled through this really quickly but I wanted to get an episode out for, for everyone to listen to, even if it is just listening to my voice for for nearly 40 minutes. Um, but as I said, regular programming will resume on Tuesday. Thank you for, for bearing with me whilst I was away and doing over the couple of festivals. Got some cool guests lined up in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll be doing two more festival reviews. Uh, one will be Art Tangent, one will be Burn It Down, I believe it's called in Plymouth. I can't remember the exact name of it now. I've, I feel bad that I've forgotten. Um, but then we'll be fully back to normal. Um, but yeah, thank you again, as always, for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast, and I'll see you soon. Yeah.